Rutherford Issues with Brian Barrett on FM 101.9 and AM 1450 Murfreesboro, FM 100.5 Smyrna, and streaming at WGNSRadio.com. On today's Rutherford Issues, we're catching up with our friends from Murfreesboro Parks and Recreation. Thomas Laird is here and uh, brings along uh, Brittany Garrett today, athletic uh, superintendent. Lots to talk about, and we were just... uh, talking uh thomas about all the different changes and you know seasons go and we haven't i haven't had a chance to talk to you on the air since spring fling and uh, we were talking about that great event that happens and all the work that goes into it and uh now here we're looking at fall so it's crazy right, right? it just <laughs> continues on uh never slows up of course fall is a big sports season we were talking yeah. football's getting started but uh, we have adult softball uh, flag football cheerleading uh, of course, always have adult basketball and adult volleyball leagues going. Pickleball is every day in the gyms, and our outdoor pickleball courts stay active. Tennis is very vibrant this time of year. So a lot going on in, in the city, especially in, within athletics. Are, are you good at pickleball? I am not very good with pickleball. <laughs> I'm a disc golfer. So I oh, play okay. disc golf. So, uh, uh, but we we have uh, you know our newest course at Central Valley. I was going to uh, ask about that. Yeah, it's doing really well, getting a lot of play. And the guys we were talking earlier about how amazing it was. They got the softball fields together, but mm-hmm. you know they mow that course out. It's as as nice as most golf ball golf courses, uh, and it's the same maintenance guys that were able to get the fields dried out during spring fling for the softball tournament yeah so and, and we're talking about the disc golf out on central valley right or mm-hmm. how many of those are in the county well in the county we have three so or the city parks but well in the city we have there's two courses okay. we have barfield crescent park and then central valley so we have one on each end of town yeah uh, and it, it's amazing how fast the sport has grown uh with covid hit you know, the Greenway and the disc golf course was the only thing open for just a little while, uh, and the numbers just exploded with not just families but competitive players. And mm-hmm. uh, Brittany oversees it. She's getting tournament requests. Yeah. Uh, the groups want to come in and run tournaments. Central Valley is more of a tournament-type professional-level course. So Now, uh, where is it at in terms of, the you know, the trailhead there? Right. So, you know, we have a uh, – uh, North Greenway Trail, uh, and it goes from Walter Hill over to what used to be the Coleman Farm, mm-hmm. uh, and that's the Central Valley Trailhead. So they're actually on the Coleman Farm. The silo is still there, and uh, the footings for the old homestead was there, and in the very, very back is the old Coleman Cemetery, uh, but it's about 56 acres, just beautiful property, uh, and because of the elevation, the water department's unable to spray the reprocessed water, uh, and it was just, it worked out really well that uh, disc golf, mm-hmm. we were we were in need, in need, <laughs> exploding at the seams, and you know that the, there was some land available that the city couldn't do anything else with. So if if I have my bearings right, that's just just to the left of where the trailhead is, and there's a curve. Is right. that the farm? Mm-hmm. Okay. Yes, sir. Uh, there's a silo right in the middle of the course. Okay. And so that silo on the curve, that's it. And you'll park right there in the trailhead. And actually, the Corps of Engineers coming in and extending that greenway. Mm-hmm. So uh, they're going to add a another, I believe it's a two-mile loop uh, from where Central Valley is on along the river. Uh, and it'll loop back on itself. So uh, once that project's completed, we should have about three-and-a-half-mile of trail 
between Walter Hill and going up uh, down the river. So I grew up about a mile from there right. and used to ride horses. And there, you know, we would go over um, and ride the horse right. trail. Uh, and my dad always liked to fish, and uh, you know, so Coleman's Bluff, as it was uh-huh. called, so it was old Coleman Farm, and that's yep. that's where he liked to go fish and, and things like that. So a lot of people in that area will know right. exactly where we're talking. Oh, absolutely. And that, if you've never walked that section of Greenway Trail, it's beautiful. It it follows that Coleman's Bluff, like you yeah. were talking about. And of course, the horse trails are still there. And you know, I, somebody and I were talking the other day. Those horse trails have got to be hundred years old. I mean, they've been around forever. Uh, but the Corps is adamant about preserving those trails. The Greenway will go alongside those, so it'll kind of complement the horse trails. If you've never been over there, that uh, I think you call it a switchback that's right there before right. Or before you get to Walter Hill Dam. Mm-hmm. That, that's that's a little tough. I right. Mean, that, that trail is it's it's a hill <laughs> climb. It's only, uh, what, 1.5 miles, I think. So if you go down and back... Uh, but it is it's a pretty strenuous hike so yeah uh, it's not as smooth as as say over by the old fort park and and level well we all need a little challenge every right, now and exactly. right <laughs> i tell you one of my favorite parts of the greenway trail though is the uh, section that is open connecting to barfield park uh, and there's a trailhead right there on barfield crescent road uh, and then it, it goes on to Barfield Park, and that is a beautiful section of trail that runs along the river. And uh, if you've never been out that f- to the north or south Greenway Trail, it's beautiful. It got all parts of the city covered there, right, it sounds like. Right. Uh, Brittany, so athletic superintendent, that means that you get a lot of things that are passed down from other people's desks and say, oh, you can do that, right? <laughs> so, uh, but uh, your, your job covers a lot of... Uh, a lot of territory here and i'm assuming that fall once kids are back in school that's that's a big time for weekend stuff right yeah so uh weekend tournaments will kick back up and that's what you'll see also league play uh baseball uh youth baseball softball and then we have our uh, special needs uh with miracle and advantage sports so we have a uh, flag football advantage you can register right now and uh, advantage bowling uh, for special needs so not everything is an outdoor deal it sounds like bowling no we got bowling indoors we uh, play at lta on wednesday nights we'll start that in uh first of september now you said the word advantage in there so kind of explain what that is yeah so it's for physical and intellectual disabilities um so we want to have anyone to have the same opportunity as a typical uh child yeah so did we have a lot of that before miracle field or did that kind of Mm -hmm. inspire us to you know we need something here yeah, uh, Thomas took over as area director of Special Olympics, and that kind of it grew from there. Yeah, and yeah. That, that's that's been, uh, I, I guess, grown into a big passion for you, hasn't it? Well, it has. Uh, you know, once we brought Miracle League on, we realized that while there was Special Olympics and there were opportunities for people with disabilities to compete at various levels. There really wasn't anything for just the masses, for any and everybody, for all abilities. So that's where we come up with the advantage sport so that it's ran very similar to the Miracle League in that everybody is welcome to participate. And uh, we match athletes up with buddies, uh, which is usually our local high school Mm -hmm. students and they uh, student athletes. And then, you know, some need assistance, some don't need assistance at all. And then from that group, we put together our Special Olympics teams because a lot of people don't realize Special Olympics uh, in its truest form is, to, is competition. Uh, and it's very competitive. 
so a lot a lot of times there's some athletes that aren't you know aren't interested or aren't willing or able to compete uh, on a competitive level so the advantage Brittany staff's done a fantastic job of developing that program so that each season uh, there's something for everybody and that's what I you, we mentioned several there so kind of walk us through advantage sports and and what there is to offer and, and what times of the year so right now we got a flag football going on, um, and that, what that looks like is uh, it will happen on Tuesday night, starting um, August sixteenth, and that's just an hour and it's skills. So don't matter, come out. Um, they learn different skills, and then from there, again, like Thomas said, we'll take a few and actually make a flag football team, and we'll go to state and compete. Okay. Uh, for with. Uh, state to compete again for special olympics in nashville okay yeah. so um wh- where does this all take place the flag football uh it will take place at miracle oh okay yeah so everything's right there in the park uh we got some green space right there uh, around sportscom so that's where that will take and then bowling will be at lta and then after that is basketball and then uh, of course baseball yeah I guess. And yeah baseball will yeah. start in uh, the end of august and uh, we, everything is uh, for this season it's full uh, but um, you can always email us at um, miracle league at murfreesboro.tn.gov mm-hmm. to get plugged in so football is full you're saying no uh, oh, okay. baseball baseball is baseball full, baseball. Is full. Uh, you can still register for uh, football now do you do that uh, you know in in my mind i'm i'm thinking you know you've got football in the fall and basketball in the winter and baseball in the spring but your schedule is obviously different than that so are you playing multiple sports at different times of the year yeah and it kind of goes on with what special olympics does too leads up so we kind of go off their calendar and what their competitions are and leads up miracle league is every spring every fall it's like any other traditional league we have here in the city rec league so we're going to have miracle league every spring and fall uh, and then the advantage kind of follows with traditional sports calendars. We'll do flag football, and then we'll move into basketball. basketball. And then the spring we do, I think, bocce ball and power lifting and stuff. Uh, and then the, the folks at the golf course has been really great. They've been uh, doing golf lessons for our Special Olympics athletes on Fridays at 10 o'clock. So, uh, and then at the tennis center, we have Special Olympic athletes that train once a week there. So once they... We pull out our, our competitors and the ones that want to compete. We try to provide training opportunities for them throughout the year. So, and you know, I, I've got to commend our city leadership and stuff because they really fueled that uh, push to have us create more programs and, yeah. and make a, a more diverse community. I, I think the benefit to our community, though, is we've seen a shift in culture, a cultural change. Uh, because you think miracle we have the high school athletes come out uh, and work with our partners or our athletes well then when those kids go back to school uh, those special education or special needs kids they're more celebrated and acknowledged you know by our high school athletes at school and stuff so it's really changing the culture from when i went to school and and we rarely ever saw the special ed class right right and um (laughs) the the sheer number of opportunities that just five years ago we didn't have absolutely (laughs) well i was i was talking with my wife who works she's a social worker so she works throughout the state with groups and there was a small town uh, and they were looking for opportunities and things for their child with special needs to do and 
she just kind of took it for granted that these opportunities are across and very few areas offer the type of programs that Brittany and her staff offer. So we're fortunate to have city leadership pushing that and, you know, a great athletic division that, that brings the passion to offer those programs. And we have, have seen this uh, in publications and, you know, online and, and the, the community of, you know, parents and guardians that have special needs children you know when they're looking around for opportunities it's not uncommon to see people move to to murfreesboro just because of the sheer number of opportunities that their child would have here right you'd be amazed at how many people have told us just that that we moved here because there was just nothing for us to do there and you know i think the department as a whole was tries to make just a well-rounded balance of programming for everyone you know and this was one of those things that was missing for a long time uh, and so I'm I credit you know David Price and the Miracle League itself for breaking that barrier for Murfreesboro because that was the the project and the, the program that kind of broke through uh, those old ways of thinking and allowed us to start open opening up our programs and having those inclusive programming well, and I I think if if we think about it here, uh, you know, just up the road with Smyrna Parks and Rec, their all-inclusive playground and those things mm-hmm. that are coming there, you know, I think it, it probably helped to fuel that as well. It absolutely did. I've I've been to several areas in Tennessee when uh, Mayor McFarland, we opened Miracle, he challenged all cities in Tennessee to do the same, and we've we've had four or five Miracle Leagues that have sprang up. Uh, oh, I, wow. I spoke... Uh, just last year with Columbia, they're in the process of building a miracle field and starting a league. Memphis is doing one. Chattanooga has started theirs. Kingsport. So there's four or five that have sprang up. Matter of fact, we're hosting the Miracle League All Star event next month in September. Oh, okay. Uh, so I think you mentioned that. Right. Uh, not athletes too long will be coming in from across the country to experience, you know, what our athletes are able to experience each week. Uh, but our hope is once that event is moves on to another city, another place, that we're able to offer a, a Tennessee All-Star event and incorporate all these leagues that have sprung up since Murfreesboro was the first. Well, and we're right in the geographic center of the <laughs> that's state, it, so that's it makes it, it we're easy perfect to get here. for tournament. We're tournament central. <laughs> that's right. I know that's, that's right. what Brittany spends a lot of yeah. her resources, at, you know, the, the, within her division, keeping right. tournaments and uh, keeping. He, what we call heads in beds, you know. Yeah. Those are the best kind of uh, taxpayers because they come in and spend their money, and then they, they leave. We don't have to provide tax service and water. So Yeah, uh, schools. Right, yeah. exactly. We, we love having uh, uh, tourists come in. And, you know, they do a great job. I have to commend the local leagues t- for acknowledging that. Uh, you know, we have some really big local baseball, softball, soccer leagues, uh, but they're also uh, acknowledge the fact that that's what helps us keep these facilities at such a high standard uh, is the sales tax revenues that come in from tournament weekends and stuff. So they do a great job of coordinating all that so that, you know, the citizens of Murfreesboro have the opportunity to play throughout the week on these amazing facilities, uh, but they're also able to bring in the tournaments and the competitive play. Yeah. Uh, so, Brittany, if anybody is, is 
curious about where to find information about flag football or, you know, basketball later on? And what's the best place for them to get any information about Parks and Rec, do you think? Uh, you can always uh, email at athletics at murfreesboro.tn.gov or our website, murfreesboroparks.com. Yeah, best place to catch up with everything. Mm-hmm. And there's a lot going on. It? Yeah, <laughs> a lot. And we have our publications the rec connection so if you go to murfreesboroparks.com you can pull that up uh but you could stop in at any of our facilities sportscom patterson mcfadden community center adams tennis complex uh, any of those would have information for you yeah and uh those rec connects are if you want like an actual physical paper copy right. you've got those scattered around <laughs> and we always run out here at the radio station and we also so. have the senior <laughs> connection too you oh, can okay. pick those up at the st Clair senior center but uh the Sen- senior center has so much programming we had to give them their own publication <laughs> yeah of course <laughs> i mean they're just going all the time oh it absolutely well awesome i appreciate you both coming in Brittany. i know thank it's you. uh it, it's busy keeping up with all this but thanks for what you yeah, do thank you thanks right. for having me thomas is always appreciated Thank you. Thank you, Brian. Thomas Laird and Brittany Garrett joining us today with Murfreesboro Parks and Recreation. Uh, don't forget, check them out online. And if you missed any part of this program and you're thinking, hey, I, I remember them saying uh, this or that, you can go back to listen to the podcast at WGNSRadio.com. Just look under Podcast and Rutherford Issues to listen back anytime, anywhere, wherever you're taking in audio. You'll hear about it right there. <laughs>